Hi there, this is Bob Joyce. Go to our website, bobjoyce.org, and listen to our music and hear the good news of Jesus preached. God bless you and keep you safe in His arms. In my living shall not be in Hallelujah. God is so good. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. There were two great stages in the great work of redemption. Descending and ascending. Two great stages. Descending and ascending. When Jesus came to this world, he left a lofty, glorious position in heaven to come to this earth, a lowly place. Next to heaven, earth is just a lowly place. He humbled himself and was fashioned as a man and took upon himself a humble position in life, a lower, lower rank in life among men. He descended. We may not often think of that, that Jesus left such a glorious state. Beyond our imagination, beyond our comprehension. We only know that God made all things and made the world and everything in it. It's His creation. This little small place we call Earth. There are billions and billions of planets and stars throughout the universe that God made that dwarf this Earth. And yet God chose this little pearl, this little small place for some reason. God always chooses, seems like, always does things that way. He chooses the small, the lowly, the humble. Jesus was born that way. He was born in the, in the manger laid in the manger among the cattle and the horses and the sheep and the hay. Simple shepherds came to behold his face when he was born. God always seemed to choose that way. Because what is man to God. Even the most exalted, exonerated, even the most honored among men, even the most richest, the wealthiest, those who hold the highest positions in this world. Those who long for it, those who desire it, those who would destroy you to have it. Those who would destroy a whole nation to have that position. To have that power. But what are they? What is the most exalted position on earth? compared to Him. It's nothing. 
one day the Lord will laugh at them. One day the Lord will laugh. The prideful will fall. Those who forget God shall be turned into hell. Christ left his exalted position in heaven. A place that one day we shall see, but we, have never, we could never imagine the glory and the splendor and the richness and the goodness that is there. He left all of that to descend into this lowly place among men. Let me read you a scripture. Paul says in Romans, the 10th chapter, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what does it say? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Moses, in the book of Deuteronomy, spoke to the people. Let me just turn over there. For this commandment which I command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea. That thou shouldest say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto thee. In thy mouth and in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Paul uses these words by Moses with a slight alteration as an exact description of Christian 
doctrine. How can we do these things? Israel would say. How can we know these things? That God will build up our kingdom here on this earth. We'll be a glorious nation. So Paul uses that same idea that Moses spoke to the people about. And said this is also of Christ. If Christ be Christ, which he is. Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring the Messiah from heaven. Or descend into the deep. And Paul here is referring to the underworld, the realm of the dead. Moses speaks of across the sea, which is the same idea. Far away. Far, far away. Who shall go there? And Paul uses it to indicate Christ's death and burial going into the lower parts of the earth, which he did. Shall we go, shall we go and bring the Messiah back? In other words, Paul is saying, There is absolutely nothing you can do to make this happen for you. It would be impossible for you to ascend into the heavenlies. It would be impossible for you to descend into the lower parts of the earth. But what has been impossible for you? God has made it possible. Amen. Jesus said, no man has ascended unto the Father into heaven, but he that came down from heaven. You know, man is always asking the question, where is God? And if He is there, how do we get to Him? Or where, where can we go to find Him? Shall you Get in a rocket ship and fly out to the stars? Shall you make your home on Mars? Shall you fly to the moon? Where in the universe shall you go? Where can you go and what can you do to satisfy your curiosity? Is God able to be, is he able to be found? Can we find God? God is so great and so big. He's bound to be out there somewhere. To those of us who are earthbound, are you earthbound? I hope you are. You're not, living, you're not living out there in La La Land somewhere here, or Twilight Zone. You're all earthbound. But it's surprising to realize that so many times you and I will go try to find a place 
somewhere on this earth, whether it's across the sea, or across the country, or across the state, we try to find some place that appeals to us. Where we can find a little peace of mind. A little relaxation. A little pleasure. A little comfort. If we hear the ocean waves coming in, it mesmerizes us. We take a walk through the hills and the valleys and the mountains and the peaks and the rocks and the trees and the rivers. It's as if we're looking for God. We don't feel Him in the church when we go on Sunday. But when we go to the ocean or the mountains, we can feel the Lord. You ascend to the top of the mountain and you look around at all of creation and you feel the breeze in your face and the sweet smell of pine wood or cedar. Or you take a walk along the river in the valley below You rake your hands across the water and you look about. Is God there? Where I can find God? The whole world worships the creature. But where's the creator? Shall I descend into the lowest valley and find him there? Who will go for me? Who will speak for me? Who will show me? Show me the way to go. Are you really longing? Are you looking? Are you wanting? Are you desiring? You heard the word, but are you really desiring God? You've heard it preached at you Sunday after Sunday, but are you really seeking God? I look at my own life. And I say, yeah, I believe in God. Where can I go? Do I really want God? Living below in this old sinful world. Hardly a comfort can afford. I'm striving along. I'm always facing temptation, so. Oh, won't you tell me where? Where could I go? 
Life here is grand with friends that I love yes. so dear. Yes. We get along in sweet accord. Yes. Oh, but when I face that chilling hand of death, won't you tell me? Where could I go? Shall I go to the mountaintop or the valley low? Where shall I go? Lord says you ain't got to go nowhere. I'm right here. to go anywhere to try to find me. I came down from heaven and found you. Amen. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh-huh, that's what it's all about. Jesus came down. He descended into the lower parts of the earth. The book of Psalms tells us that the womb of the mother is the low part of the earth. For him to become a man and walk among us, to live and suffer. He descended into our lives. He descended into our world. He descended into our circumstance. He descended into our trouble. He descended into the emergency of which we were all in. If you don't know Jesus this morning, it's an emergency. And I'm the siren coming down the street. Woo! Emergency! <laughs> somebody's hurting, somebody's dying, somebody needs help, and that's what I'm telling you this morning. Jesus came down. Way down. You know where you you know where you live. Do you know where you live at? Where you live? You live way down low. You thought you was doing pretty good, huh? He thought you was kind of way up here somewhere. If you lived on Mount Everest, you are way down low. If you live among the high and the mighty, If you live among the proud and the bold, you live way down low. Jesus came from the highest heavens and it rules over all. This earth ain't got nothing compared 
to the glory. But he descended. And when he died, he went way down to the lower realms. Why did he do that? So that he might fill all things. There's no, there's no part of man. Listen to me. Death is part of what you are. Death is part of living. All that concerns man, the living and the dead... Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Jesus descended into your death. Not only in your living, but he took your place in death. So no matter how rough your life has been, no matter what you've been through in life, Huh? You ain't dead. No matter what life has done to you, no matter how hard you've been slammed to the ground, you ain't dead yet. And when I see people in terrible circumstances and conditions that they have to live in, I feel sorry for them. I see these little kids on TV, they advertise, uh, forget what it was, and they don't have any arms or any legs or, or, or just all kinds of things that people have to live with. Supposing you didn't have any arms and legs, how would you feel about that? Whatever your circumstances in life, no matter how bad it is or how... <laughs> much trouble it may be for you or what you have to contend with or how you have to live. You are alive. But Jesus took your death. Jesus descended into the realm of the dead. But he that descended is the same also who ascended far above all principalities and powers, above all heavens. For what reason? That he might fill all things. He is Lord over death. He is Lord over life. He is Lord over your body, over your mind, over your heart, over your souls. He is Lord over this earth. He is Lord over every single person that's ever lived or ever will live. He is Lord of all creation. He is Lord of heaven. Hallelujah. It was all given to him. He was accepted by the Father. When he died and rose again, he had to rise because he was accepted by the Father. That means everything he did was perfect. He was acceptable to God. And the Father said, I receive that. It's good. It's perfect. Everything is done. I'm satisfied. It's complete. It's finished. And he made him Lord over all things. Everything in creation has been given into his hands. See, he made it in the first place, but it fell. It was lost. It was lost. All creation was lost. Everything. Everything. 
But when Jesus came, he descended into all of it to save it, to redeem it, to give man hope and give man eternal life. So we look at the world today and say, well, I don't know what's going to happen to this world. This world's going to go to hell. But he's going to make a new one. Now, somebody said, what's he going to do? Is he going to make a brand new earth? I don't know. I can't, I can't argue with you about that. I don't really know whether he can do anything he wants to do. If he wants to take this earth and completely remodel it and redo it, he can do that. Right. Or he can cause this earth to burn up and go away and make a brand new one out there. It doesn't matter. He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Because the old heaven and the old earth were passed away. Behold, all things become new. Hallelujah. He ascended so that all things would come into his jurisdiction, into his authority, under his lordship. Everything in heaven and earth will be subjected to him. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whatever Jesus did, he did for you. And me. I don't want to leave myself out. <laughs> the word descend... The word descend means to step down. Yes. <laughs> See there? And the word ascend means to step up. <laughs> Jesus stepped down. It's very unusual. To find a king of great importance. A king of the realm. A king of the nations. A king on his glorious throne. Before whom all creation bows the knee. Very unusual for him to rise up and to step down. <laughs> he came down from glory. Think about that. How many kings would come down And wash your feet. <laughs> How many kings would come down and suffer and bleed and For a good man, some of us, peradventure, Paul says, would give our life for them. But God commendeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were lost. We were nothing in ourselves. We live in a small world. We seem so insignificant. Like grains of sand. You're just one in a 
quatro de Zelian. Zelian, 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 Billion, 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 trillion, 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 trillion. He's just one little grain. What is one little grain of sand? Do you ever go to the ocean and pick up a handful of sand and look at it, see how small a grain is? Who cares? That's what the devil says. What do you care for this little grain of nothing? Jesus said, I will descend into my creation. I will step down into the grains of sand and I will save them and I will show you the significance of it all. It's like everything that God created. Take a walk in the woods across this nation anywhere and find a big tree have you seen the redwoods in California and the uh, sequoias? Magnificent. And they all came from a little bitty seed. This seed laying around the ground, who cares? You kick it with your foot and walk home. Huh? You see, you see an acre laying on the ground, you, hundred years from now, it's a big tree. <laughs> see how God does? See how God creates what, what's important to God? Your little life, your little insignificant life that this whole world doesn't care about, God cares. It amazes me how God concerns himself with his creation. Every little thing, down to your, every atom that makes up yourself, your body. Every part of you, your genes, your cells, everything in you that works like clockwork. God created it. What a mind. Who can comprehend, comprehend the mind of God? Who can comprehend the mind of God? Who made all this stuff? Who, who thought of it? Not only is the God creating everything an amazing thing, but to think of it. You know, you look at something that some man has created, some beautiful thing that he's, that he's, you know, that he's erected or built, and you say, my, that's wonderful. It's, that's beautiful. And it is. But to think of it, that's pretty amazing. Who thought of putting feathers on a bird And making his bones hollow so that he could fly through the air. Who thought of putting scales on the fish so he could slither and slide through the water like it's nothing, you know, like he's, like he's in the air. He's just going along. Who was it that put the bark in the dog and the meow in the cat? Who put the green in the grass? Who put the squirrel in the tree? Or the parrot on the shoulder? <laughs> Who thought of all of these things? These little intricate 
small detail of everything that lives and moves. Who thought of putting little legs on a bug so small you had to have a magnifying glass to see it? And yet he lives and walks and eats just like everything else. Think about that. Who made all these things? And Jesus said, I will descend into the lowest part of the earth. He's not part, he's the creator. But he made himself a part. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to see your Lord this morning as your great king and creator the king of the universe, the creator of all things. There's not one thing that he, everything. And he hasn't forgotten you. We forget him, but he hasn't forgotten us. Shall we put then the things that God created first in our lives? Shall we busy ourselves about in creation? Shall we just be concerned about how good things are going for us in all of creation? Where do I fit in? How do I get by? How do I do this? I need to do that. I want this. I want that. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll go where I please. I'll be what I am. Blah, 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 blah. That's all we do. We just go through life. Just want, you know, we're just fitting ourselves into creation. Irregardless of what the Creator has told us, we just dis disregard what He says. And we just go on. But the world is only going to disregard the Lord for so long. Huh? Man, you can't disregard the Lord and really make it. Church, you can't disregard the Holy Spirit in the church and think you're going to make it. You ain't going to make it without Him. You can't accomplish anything without Him. You're not going to go anywhere without Him. Let the world be what it may. Let it do what it does. You're going nowhere in a, in a hurry. You're going nowhere. Everybody's in a hurry going no place at all. I said, everybody's in a hurry going no place at all. They're spending lots of money and they're buying nothing at all. <laughs> they worry about the future and they fret about the past. Did you hear me? They worry about the future and they fret about the past. But what we do for Jesus, that's all that's going to last. So relax and take it easy. Slow down and live. Relax and don't you worry none. It never pays to hurry none, so slow down. Slow right down and live. The Lord says you can live. You can do it. You have the words in your heart. It's right in your mouth. All you got to do is say the word. All you got to do is speak the forth of my word. My word is, he said, you didn't come to me. I came to you. Hallelujah. You didn't make me, I made you. You're not going to tell me how to do it. I'm telling you how to do it. I'm the creator here. 
beside me there is no other God. It's the same way in the church. Church, it's time that we realize that all we have to do is speak the Word of God. Believe the Word of God. It's in your heart. It's in your mind. It's in your mouth. Hallelujah. Jesus has already descended and ascended. He has paid for everything. He has reconciled us to God with His blood. He has already made everything wrong right. He has already made the way. He's already made the path. He's already straightened it out. He's not confused or bewildered about it no more. He's already taken care of that. Now, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. The word is nigh thee. You don't have to go to the mountain to find an experience with God. Mm -mm -mm. You don't even have to go to a church house to have an experience with God. You can find Him on that mountain if you want to. You can find Him in that valley if you want to. But you don't have to go there to find Him. You can find Him right there in your house. You can find Him in your bed. You can find Him sitting on your couch. You can find Him when you're out fishing. You can find Him when you're walking down the street. He's there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. The Lord is there for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's already reconciled the world unto Himself. Anybody can come to Him anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Any season, in any situation, no matter how you feel, no matter your doubts and your fears, no matter your ignorance or your misunderstanding, or you just don't know, the word is nigh thee. Speak it with your mouth and say, Lord, I believe. I don't understand it all, but I believe you. I don't know what's going to happen next, Lord, but I believe you. I don't know what to do next, but I believe you. I don't know where I'm going next, but I believe you. I don't know what's going to happen to this world, Lord, but I believe you and I trust you. I don't know what's going to happen to my family and my wife and my daughter and my kids and my sons and my grandkids and everybody. Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm putting my faith in you. The word is nigh thee. God is there. I just don't know what I'm going to do in this situation. So don't run to the mountain. Don't run away. Don't try to run away. Well, I think I'll go down the ocean, swim a while. Get my head clear. I think I'll go to the woods and see what the deer are doing today. Clear my head. I think I'll go down to the lake and fish a while. See what the fish are doing. Clear my head. I ain't going to play with my bird and clear my head. I'll play with the dogs a while. Seem like dogs have more understanding than people. I'll play with a dog for a while and clear my head. You don't have to go to your dog. <laughs> you don't have to play with the fish. 
You don't have to climb the mountain trail. You don't have to ride in your boat. I'm not saying those things are bad. I'm just saying you don't have to do that to find God. You don't have to go to church on Sunday and get in there and you know, think that's where you're going to find. You don't have to do that. I'll tell you what you do. And you don't really have to do this, but it's a good thing because you're showing God humility. Drop down on your knees right where you are. And open up your heart to God. And talk to Him. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus has already overcome all that hard stuff for you. He's already done it for you. He's already brought God down to you. He's already brought the answer to you. He's already done it. He said, it's finished. It's finished. Whatever you need, I've procured it for you. However you're feeling, I went through hell for you. You're not dead. You're still living in your flesh. Because if you were dead in your flesh, you'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but I've been merciful to you, he says, and I've allowed you to live. God is merciful to you and allowed you to live on. Even in your stubbornness, your sinfulness, and your rebellion. God is merciful to us. Because after all, we're just little grains. What are we to God? What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is he? Or the son of man that you visit him? What are, what are we? We deserve nothing. But God has crowned you with glory and honor. And put all things under your feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea. And whatever passes through the paths of the sea. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of this earth. Who are we? Whatever we are, Christ thought enough of us to come and be one like us. Whatever little bitty insignificant grain we are, He chose to be one of us. So that from that grain, from that seed, He said if a grain of corn, if it abides alone, if it dies, it will not abide alone, but it will bring forth much fruit. If it abides alone, it brings forth nothing. But if it dies, if that one little grain, that one little seed dies, yes. Come on, 
what was Jesus? He was just a little seed. Just a little grain. Who died. But like the seed that dies, much fruit came from that one seed. And how much has it flourished? How much has it multiplied over all these years? That's how important we are to God. If it was important enough for the Son of God to come and die for us, it's important for us to wake up and listen and to take heed because the Lord has something wonderful in store for all of us. Think about that. Stand with me, everybody. Hallelujah. You can't find your own way to God. You can't establish your own belief system with God. All people do, but to no avail, it means nothing. You can go anywhere you want, do anything you want, try to find your way, work your way in. You can't do it. You might as well just stop where you are. Jesus has already made the way. He conquered death and hell because that's where you're going without Him. But He chose to take your place and conquer and rise again with the authority of death and hell so nothing can touch you. Nothing can harm you. Nothing can destroy you. You will not be lost. And you don't have to live in this world without. The blessings of the Lord are upon you in every way. Physically, spiritually, financially, mentally, every way, emotionally. His blessings fill your lives because he has come and filled everything. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Even in the midst of a, of a crisis in our economy, in the whole world, Jesus makes the way. In the crises of your life, because of what Jesus did at Calvary, he makes a way for you to live and be blessed in everything you do. Hallelujah. And you don't, have to, you don't even have to worry about dying. Think about that. Brother Carlos told me here the other day, he said, you know, the Lord, I get some kind of something going wrong, man, I die, all of a sudden, this just be a shortcut to glory. You don't have to worry about dying. It's all taken care of. You don't have to fear anything. It's all taken care of. See what Jesus did? Because he rose. He rose early that morning and ascended. Praise God. All things in heaven and earth, Jesus said, all power 
power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. Go ye therefore. Hallelujah. Whatever situation you step into, I'll step with you. <laughs> Wherever you go, I'll be with you. Whatever you encounter, even if, even if it's of the third kind, I hope some of you hadn't encountered nothing like that. But anyway, <laughs> whatever it is you encounter, he's with you. Why? Because he overcame. He died and rose again. And he is alive forevermore. Amen. And he made everything possible for you in life. To be successful, to be blessed, to overcome to be bold, to be strong, to have a heart for God. Hallelujah. And like I've said here before, you know, you will boldly go where no man's gone before. Because Jesus has trail, he has blazed the trail. Hallelujah. Are you going to take advantage of it today? Are you going to speak the word of God today? Are you going to believe God today? Are you going to live and trust with God today? Hallelujah. Don't count yourself out. Jesus didn't count you, count you out. He counted himself out so that you could live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. If only we could see clearly everything that you have done. We wouldn't complain. We wouldn't doubt or be afraid. But you're patient with us and loving and kind and good and merciful and gracious. Teach us thy way, O oh Lord. Lead us in the way everlasting. Forgive us of our sins our shortcomings. Fill us with your confidence. Help us to know that we live by the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us who has risen again and he is alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Because he lives. We shall live also. You are our confidence, Lord. Amen. God bless you this morning. I want you to leave here knowing that Jesus is your confidence. Not what you can do. It's not what you can accomplish yourself. Because you fail. But He will never fail you. He, therefore, is your confidence in life. Put everything in His hands. Trust Him. He will make the way. He'll provide. He'll show you what to do, and how to do it, where to go and where not to go. Amen? Amen. Amen. And make you strong. Glory to God. Not a bunch of weaklings, but strong. Not a bunch of sissies. Excuse me, ladies. I didn't mean you again. <laughs> Well, if you ladies, I'd say, Lord, make you wonder women. <laughs> and you guys, supermen. Amen. Yes. In Christ. Yes. Amen. 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 All right. Before I let you go, does anybody need Jesus this morning? You're lost. Now's the time to find him. Amen. Are you saved? Let me see your hand. Raise it up there. Yes. Look at there. Okay. My message is to you. Go home and remember what Jesus has done for you, where He came from for our sakes. 
And what a wonderful, loving, caring Savior that He is. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands. Love one another. Be friendly. Come back and see us. Thanks for coming. God keep you on your way home. Amen. God keep you on the road.